Um, yeah, I'm Louisa, and this is Faith. Hi. <laughs> and uh, basically, we had a conversation a while ago where we decided that the Real Housewives uh, it's brought so much joy into our lives uh, over the course of so many years. And, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I listen to a lot of podcasts about it as well. I don't know if you kind of... Yeah, I definitely do. And I also get, like, very heavily invested in, like, other Bravo, like, centred podcasts as well. And, like, even from, like, different Bravo members, like, I know we both said, like, Stasi's podcast and things is, like, can't get enough of it. You see, I'm weird because I don't actually listen to, like, Stasi's or Sheena's or... Oh, really? Don't Lola and Randall have one now or something? Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? That seems like an odd choice. It, it does. I mean, I think that's a rabbit hole that I'm going to go down now that we yeah. all have so much more time to just <laughs> sit there and wallow. But I guess we felt that there was perhaps a slight <laughs> gap in the market seems like a very strong word, <laughs> really insinuating there's some demand out there. But um, we kind of thought, well, it's great. But obviously, all of the Bravo content that we listen to is coming from an American perspective. Um, and we just felt like it would be quite interesting perhaps for the Americans to hear a British take on things, because I think we do kind of look at things with a slightly different perspective. I think that as well. I completely agree. I think it's so different. Like when I hear like American sort of perceptions of things, I'm like, that's just not how it would be taken like here at all. No. And I think sometimes as well, like we see maybe a bit more of like the dark undertones. Like I think, there are fans of Bravo and the Real Housewives that are quite like, I don't want to say ironic because it's not actually ironic because we do actually love it, but we kind of cast a critical eye over it. Whereas there are actually people out there that like seriously buy into this and are like, wow, I want to be Jennifer Aiden or whatever. Mm -hmm. I want to live in that McMansion, um, which is also kind of crazy. I think we have maybe more like a cynical perspective yeah, I completely agree. I think it's that sort of that slightly British thing of taking everything with a pinch of salt as well. And it's like, I think for both of us, like we were saying, we enjoy watching Bravo as like escapism, but I can't identify it as a lifestyle that I would actually want to live. Yeah, I mean, there are like elements of it where I'm like, yeah, yeah I could get on board with that. You know, Absolutely. like closets, the tiny dogs. Well, you are on board with the tiny dogs. <laughs> I've already committed to the tiny dog lifestyle. Fully committed. <laughs> but then there's also quite a lot of it that does seem like alien so it is that like other world kind of thing and so Faith is a freelance journalist yes and what do you write about I just I feel like you should kind of introduce yourself very briefly give people an idea of like what it is you do yeah so I am a like Louisa says I'm a freelance journalist so I write for a magazine that's here in the northeast of England where we're from um, I sort of mostly write about mental health, um, I do a little bit of fashion, um, and I like writing about sort of how to save your clothes and sort of more secondhand fashion and that sort of thing as well, which is obviously where me and Louisa bonded really well. Um, <laughs> we both have a lot real housewives, let's face thrifting, it. Thrifting and charity shops and things like that. Um, so we actually met through Instagram, didn't we? I can't remember who slid into whose DMs. I think I might have slithered into yours, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It was going to happen, and then I got I got catastrophically dumped, and then I was like, we had already lined up to go and have drinks, didn't we, uh, in the town centre, which seems like such a pipe dream now. Like, remember <laughs> when you could just go and just have drinks? Yeah. Like, wow. 
Um, and then, yeah, we met up and obviously got on really well. Um, I was like it was a Tinder day though, weren't we? We were just like, I'm at the bar, I'm, I'm on my way, I'm really nervous. <laughs> what are you wearing? I'm scared I won't recognise you. <laughs> I actually think that I was more nervous than I would be for an actual Tinder date. No, I was as well. I think like there's a whole lot more riding on like a proper friendship than there is on just like a sort of oh, Tinder absolutely, date. Absolutely, because men are trash. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't go down that route so early on. <laughs> my bitterness is showing through (laughs) but yeah so we just thought it would be a lovely idea to test it out give us give you our point of view um and kind of take it from there and just kind of see how it goes so should we get into the episode let's do it so first episode that we're covering is the season premiere of Roni, which I think we can all agree came at exactly the right time oh we needed it more than ever right now more than ever although I have to say Bethany's absence hurt I know it's still raw and painful like I'm still struggling to come to terms with it it's really difficult and I was very emotionally affected when they actually opened with the of the women reacting to Bethany not coming back I love that they all took it as like a personal assault on them though like they all took it like she personally turned around and be like I don't want to spend time with you like I think Ramona just took it like Ramona would. She literally just rolls her eyes and she's just like, yeah. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. She was like already over it before she'd even finished speaking. Exactly. You had Dorinda who was actually kind of getting quite I know. emotional. She was so sad about it, which was quite nice. I know. And I did actually find myself aligning with her in yeah. that and, and becoming quite emotional. Right. And then Sonia on her tiny little balcony <laughs> talking about her abandonment issues. I was like, <laughs> same. <laughs> oh, God. Sonia is just the, the life that we all somewhere deep inside have in us. That I well yeah I think mine is kind of every time every time a man wrongs me I tend more towards my inner Sonia and I'm kind of worried to see where this ends up but I think it's a healthy coping mechanism there could be worse this is true this is really true <laughs> um something that I noticed as well in this scene was Luann literally scrolls on her phone like every mother on the planet oh my god all she was missing was like the glasses on the very tip of her nose one her or, or that phone case that opens like a book yeah. Like, like, reason. yeah like a fake leather case that they yeah. out. and it's like is sorry is this your blackberry like yeah. year are we in again it was so bizarre to watch and it made me just sort of really like really appreciate probably more than ever that she's like literally is just like a mother and like a middle-aged slightly older lady do you know what I mean I like, know it's such a vacuum of like this like lavish luxurious lifestyle that you kind of forget that they're just like regular people at the same time oh 100 like, percent. scroll through her phone like every grandma that's ever been was like <laughs> <laughs> and how old is Luanne she must be is she in her early 50s I think so I would say so because I mean later in the episode when she's talking to someone else and she's like yeah married for 22 years I was like yeah. oh, shit like would that have been the, the count? <laughs> that, that would have been the count. <laughs> the count. <laughs> well, it certainly wasn't Tom, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also hated that Luanne was already getting like a showbiz metaphor into it. 
Oh my god! Ready straight away, like as they say on Broadway, the shows go on without you, and it's like, did we really have to bring that in so on, like a minute like, into this? Who horn it in? Remind everybody, Broadway. <laughs> Lest we forget Luann's <laughs> place as cabaret queen. I loved when they did that flashback bit from um, their last trip last season, where she'd forgot the truffle fries and she just swanned off to look at her poster and she was just stood beneath it laughing to know one about it <laughs> I love that too I love what the editors do sometimes with the montages they're really they're doing their best work at the minute <laughs> they're really really earning their their wages aren't they I mean uh, this show is just something that I've realized over the past few weeks I've placed a really disgusting amount of hope in <laughs> and I'm not massively worried because it is New York and New York mm. ways delivers it does it always comes through more than any other if I'm not gonna like it I that might seriously affect me on multiple emotional levels but we'll deal with that uh when we come to it absolutely we can always rely on the housewives in New York though absolutely what are your thoughts on Tinsley so I I don't really understand Tinsley as a person or like as a concept like I know that sounds really weird but like I just feel I kind of understand what Dorinda was like barking at her about when she was saying that she feels like she's no ex I'm like I don't really understand who Tinsley is like I, I can't pigeonhole her or like her personality or her brand like I just like usually everybody sort of has like their position and I can't figure her out I yeah I, I kind of agree like she's sort of nothing yeah like I kind of I don't dislike her like I kind of I find her quite funny and like I do enjoy scenes with her but I always just kind of feel like I don't really understand who she is I think she's a good addition to the cast but I agree yeah. with I feel like I feel like she's just a vessel for emotions yeah she's almost like a bit of a palate cleanser do you know what I mean like you have so many of these like big loud personalities like you have Bethany and now you've got like Sonia and Dorinda and Rona and I feel like you kind of need like the Tinsley just to be like a more normal calm cleanser <laughs> between scenes <laughs> she's like sorbet <laughs> when when we're using Tinsley as the barometer of normal yeah. in the past I think that says <gasps> I know like that image from the last season of her like hysterically crying in her like circus makeup will be oh. forever burned into my brain. Scarred, seeped <laughs> into my eyeballs. <laughs> Do you know what bothers me about Tinsley? Um, I think she she loves to complain about mm. life. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Tinsley's life is a fairy tale. I it can't is. have sympathy for someone who lives in a hotel, who's <laughs> never had to work, and whose greatest kind of preoccupation in life is men. Yeah. Sort of like, do you have that little substance to you that you don't have things that you just want to achieve? And like, I get it, you know, you want a partner, it must be difficult, you know, mm-hmm. your biological clock is ticking, whatever. That's her words, not mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> At the same time, it's that's why I've always respected Bethany because yeah. she's a mess, but she had things that she wanted to do. And even though she also had a very like up and down love life and things never really settled, like you kind of always knew that she had a stuff that she was working towards and then she had her daughter and there was something to her, whereas I really think yeah. Tinsley makes everything hinge on this idea of the boyfriend, the man. 
I completely agree. I think everything that she does is sort of centered around how well it can get her a husband and get her to a baby and get her this, that and the other. That's nothing to do with like her own personal goals. Mm. Like when she was like going like, well, I've got like my eyelash line and things. And I was like, firstly, I've never heard of this. Like, is this a new thing? I don't know where this came from. Also, but I was like, so that's it. Like, she's the worst person to be advertising because <laughs> she's constantly crying and they're always like coming off and like, off and, like making a bid for freedom <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why she made them maybe they've just got some kind of like tear proof glue on them maybe that's her brand heartbreak <laughs> uh, to be honest I'll be buying into that <laughs> <laughs> you should take us some chairs now before it kicks off I really should. <laughs> so then we cut to Sonia and Lou embracing outside the county courthouse. Um, oh, I love Lou's outfit here. That yes, was I was very into this like power bitch, like got my life back outfit that she put together. But I love that she had like the plimsolls with the <laughs> suit. To yeah. me, it was a very French moment. Yeah, I can totally see that 100%. And but I love obviously Sonia telling Lou who cares what people think it's like <laughs> of course that's your advice <laughs> I know and she's just like who cares who cares and it's like there's that like cutaway thing of like Sonia with the dog's tongue in her mouth and it's like you don't care Sonia <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love her absolutely but I loved I kind of found it quite a weird thing that it was Sonia that she chose to chose to take with her like I know they had a bit of that moment when Lou made her go to that AA meeting in the last season so I don't know whether they kind of bonded a little bit over that, but I did think it was quite a sort of curveball that Sonia was the one that was there for her. I think Sonia reminds me a bit of myself in that mm. sometimes she'll like talk a big game and she'll be um, sort of quite blunt and to the point. And like she will tell you what she thinks, but ultimately like she's a massive softie and like she never wants to have kind of bad blood between people. Yeah. And I think, that's kind of how she manages to stay on everyone's good side but also without I don't get the same kind of feeling of pushover as I get with some of the other housewives like yeah, I totally agree and it's funny I was actually thinking that when I was watching this episode and I was like Sonia always ha- has the perfect ability if she can like get in say a piece make a point have a little blow up and then it all just immediately goes away there's never like ongoing feud between her and anybody else in the way that there is with like all the other housewives one uh, yeah I think she's just she's kind of so charming yeah tipsy drunk kind of way (laughs) like like sloppy ant sort of thing where you're like oh it's just Sonia it just is like 100% and you know she could get away with saying things that are maybe like not very PC or like things say like that whole like my gay is my gay is coming to my house yeah. on Wednesday like anyone else I'd have been really really put off but I was like yeah. oh, it's Sonia and you know exactly. and you know I think it's because everything she, like Sonia says and does that like, you can tell it comes from like a genuine place you know what I mean nothing she ever does seems like calculated or malicious or thought out I feel like she's just like living her life and if she upsets people on the way she's like ah well you know shit happens let's oh, all just move on 100% like I think that Sonia is like a good person yeah definitely to her core which I don't think I would necessarily say about a lot of the housewives no I wouldn't either I think all of them whether they're good people or not I think all of them have a little something in them where it's like they've got like a little little demon in them or a little bit of a dark passenger and that kind of thing and they just all have this like flip switch 
where it goes off at some point and they become a whole other person, whereas Sonia never really has that. Sonia's just sober or drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And she's a good time. Imagine you're a cocktail waitress, you end up getting married to this like multi, multi millionaire, you have a daughter, like life's great, and then it all goes to shit. Like I'd I'd be like wistful for my past. Yeah, absolutely. People give us so much crap for that. And I'm kind of you know, if you're used to something and then it gets taken away, like I guess it's not easy. Exactly. And I think it is that thing like she kind of always like talks about in like a very like respectful way as well. And you can tell like she really like reveres that life that she had. And I think that's what it is about Sonia. Like she's almost just like a little bit sort of like you say wistful for it. Yeah, yeah. I think when she was like, <laughs> "You don't touch the Morgan." <laughs> oh she had like the demon hands, like, <laughs> and it like seized up into these like talons across the table. <laughs> oh god, that's too much. Oh, no. So they're on the bench outside. Yeah. The- courthouse uh Sonia's clearly feeling like quite neglected um but the one thing that I will say is it's good to see that Lou is just as delusional as she ever was oh, always I'm so glad that didn't go away I'd have been so upset if she came out with this like really really down to earth really normal in the real world like I'm so glad she's still in her bubble Oh, I mean, we don't actually want them to change. Oh, no, never. God, no. I mean, I don't want them to, like, dangerously spiral to the point where they're threatening to kill police officers, necessarily. (laughs) You know, I don't want them to actually improve as people. No, absolutely not. There'd be no joy in that at all. No way. This is a show of, like, really average middle-aged women just, like, sitting down, having a lunch and having a perfectly normal conversation and getting up and leaving. We wouldn't watch that. I probably watch <laughs> I I probably would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would rather watch this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Luanne says that she just wants her Sonorita back and straight away I just thought a Sonorita is a cocktail that I would happily have force fed to me funnel <laughs> in dangerously toxic quantities. Any day. Anytime. Have you noticed, by the way, that now in quarantine, days are split into like coffee time and booze time? Oh, always, always. It gets to sort of like sort of the start of the middle afternoon, like one, two o'clock, and I'm like, oh, just winding down from it being like daytime, and then it gets like three, and I'm like, mm, it's acceptable to start thinking about maybe drinking. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Mid afternoon, one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, I'm like, towards. things are spiraling in this house let's just say (laughs) you know it's a dark place (laughs) maybe I'm just gonna come out of this as Sonia maybe that's just my thing now Uh, I'm probably more dangerously close to Sonia because my apartment is definitely messier and (laughs) I'm single but I don't make out with dogs I'm not quite Mm -hmm. like that I can always lend you a dog if you really want to up your your Sonia brand. I mean, I have made out with some dogs in the past. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave that. (laughs) That's a story for another time. (laughs) So then we go to Tinsley in a sort of uh, boxing ring. Yeah. I literally, as soon as I saw her walk into that, I was like, Tinsley's not here for that. Tinsley's here to introduce the new girl. There's oh, no way that Kinsley's seen alone is here in a boxing place. It was like watching a baby chihuahua <laughs> into, I don't know, an underground club full of people. 
I know it really was you could tell she was so out of place and when the guy was like oh you need to take off like your hoops and things she's like but this is part of who I am and he was like nobody cares <laughs> you know what that guy at the boxing ring was like fully committed to his character <laughs> I was like is this the boxing equivalent of dinner theater <laughs> He was so heavily invested in being that guy. Like, <laughs> it was such a like world of wrestling moment. It was. Cool. Oh, it was. I love him. Can we just talk about the testimonial look with those bangs? What oh. is happening, right? This was filmed mm-hmm. pre-COVID. So yeah. she has no excuse to be cutting herself bangs. No. Are they so bad? <laughs> they were truly, truly atrocious. They do not suit her at all. I don't know what happened there. And it was like, it was like the weird kind of high pony and the silky pink blouse. And yeah. do you know what? I feel like there are some housewives when they really commit to like a bad taste testimonial look. It looks yeah. so good. So like Erica Jane, because she just takes everything and exaggerates it. Like she's not my yeah. favorite housewife, but she commits to something and she embraces like the trashiness and the kitschiness. Boy. When Tinsley tries to do it, she just looks like a bargain bin Carol Baskin. It's so weird. <laughs> she does and like for some reason she keeps like her testimonial outfits always seem like she's dressed like she's about 40 years older than she is it's really bizarre I mean I love that (laughs) 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 she loves the brand Zimmerman she wears so much Zimmerman so much of it but I I couldn't deal with that look that was no it was too much it was so like like overly fussy and like just I can't even really put my finger on what it was but there was something about it where I was literally just like like exactly but it it also like wasn't fussy enough like you could on full dynasty big in the hair bit of volume (laughs) but it was just it was like a six out of ten which I feel like is a lot of things that Tinsley does yeah it's like you have to commit fully if you're gonna go trash you do the full full trash like you say like like Erica Jane can do and pull it off and you just have to commit to it because otherwise it just looks sad and looking yeah, I, actually so much worse than looking like offensive and that's the thing like she's so gorgeous yeah no reason for her not to like but she's she's gone through phases of not really dressing in very flattering ways like sometimes yeah. I think she makes a solid choice but I agree with you sometimes there's a lot of like ruffle and print and yeah things. But it, it's kind of in that way of like she's just bought a head to toe look from the catwalk. Yeah, or she's see, she's gone into somewhere, she's seen it on a mannequin and been like, I'll just take all of that and put that straight on. Yeah, which to me I wouldn't say is like particularly stylish. Absolutely but... not. <laughs> I love how look, I'm just sitting here like <laughs> my jeans and my t shirt being like, I think it's lazy. I'm literally wearing leggings that are covered in dog hair and are two sizes too big for me. <laughs> Just critiquing her for a Zimmerman full look. (laughs) That probably cost four grand. I know, it probably cost more than our house. (laughs) I don't want to think about it. Again, another reason why I have literally zero sympathy with her. Yeah, I find it really hard to feel like empathy for her in the slightest. Like, I feel like all the stuff that she gets so upset about, like, I feel bad for her that she's emotional, but also the stuff that she's getting so sad about. I kind of just want to shake her and be like, get a grip. Yeah, I just like I say, it's all a matter of perspective. Like, 
you know, when Sonia's talking about like her daughter going to college and stuff, you feel empathy for her because you're like, okay, Sonia's life is so good in so many other ways, but like, there's this quite universal thing that she's feeling right now. And with Tinsley, even though, you know, not finding love, that's probably one of the most universal problems or dilemmas people face. I just can't muster up the same level of I for her completely agree and whereas like it's weird like obviously like I don't have children and yeah I feel so much like empathy and sympathy for like Sonia when she's getting so upset about it but then Tinsley like being like oh like I just want to like find like a husband and settle down stuff and it's like that's something we've all had in our heads at least once or twice throughout our lives and yeah I'm just kind of like oh yeah it it feels like moany and like like she's a broken record yeah it's just I love the bit, like, in the, the preview for the next season, where she's just like, well, I'm moving to Chicago. Like, she clearly thought everyone's going to have this big reaction. And just from the editing, it looks like everyone's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so oh. then we get introduced to Leia Mob. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, she's gorgeous. Isn't she? She is unbelievable. She was rocking a true no makeup makeup look yeah she had that down to absolute perfection I but actually heard of Leah years and years ago on um millionaire matchmaker you can tell I've been invested in trash tv for a very long time oh my god I used to watch that all the time so good so she was on that and she was exactly as you'd probably just based on this episode probably exactly how you'd expect her to be where the guy that they like set her off on a date with, she was just like, oh no. Like <laughs> I mean, she can afford to be. You can tell exactly. that her skincare routine costs like a thousand dollars a month. It's all yeah. Real and Dermalogica and La Mer. Yeah. And she, she hasn't spared any expense on the way that she looks, but she looks so like naturally beautiful. Do you know what I mean? One hundred like, percent. I've spent thousands and thousands on getting work done and getting this done and that done. Like, you can just tell that she just looks, like, healthy. Yeah, yeah. And actually, my my first thought afterwards when she mentioned it was, like, it's because she doesn't drink. Yeah. That's why her skin's so great. <laughs> it's because she hasn't got, like, five glasses of Pinot Grigio around her at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Oh, and then when she's telling the story about the guy that she was seeing and he wasn't going to get divorced and then she said my pussy is on hold yeah. and you can just you Tinsley was so hot she, she had nothing she had nothing to contribute to that she didn't know what to do or what to say or where to look or how to volley with that information you know that Tinsley has never touched herself in her life <laughs> you know that she's horrified by the thought of it <laughs> I know. You know that she's like never looked at herself in a mirror naked. Like, <laughs> oh god. Do you know, as soon as Leah said that, though, all I could think was like, I think me and Lou will love her. One hundred percent. I was like, yeah, that is serious energy. <laughs> yeah. But she's like the female embodiment of like big dick energy. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. She is just like she. It just like exudes out of her in this way that's not like contrived or forced or anything you can tell she just like genuinely doesn't have a fuck to give and not in the way that people say they don't give a fuck but like she genuinely doesn't have one. Oh, exactly one like it kind of do you know who she reminded me of a tiny bit mm-hmm. 
like when Lala first came into Vanderbilt yes. and she honestly felt like she didn't have anything to prove like yeah it's a bit like a bit questionable with her choice of outfits and yeah. lingo shall we say yeah um, now I absolutely hate Lala but that's a conversation for another time but yeah. I kind of saw some parallels there where it was just kind of like whatever like I'm in this like take me as I am like yeah like I don't have anything to prove I'm not here to try and force this random group of people to like me just so that it'll be like I can be on tv more like you could genuinely tell that if they turn around tomorrow like oh no sorry she'd be like okay that's fine like I'm out yeah yeah exactly like you don't get that kind of thirstiness that you get from some of the other franchises from her I think thirstiness is the perfect way to explain it like there's that no desperation do you know what I mean? There's no desperation to come across a certain way or to be seen like a certain type of person. She's literally just like, this is me, this is it. Yeah, I, I think she's going to be a really good addition. And again, yeah. like in the preview, I I liked I liked what she was doing. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit when she started like throwing her coat down when she was like in Dorinda's face. I, 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 was, like, I oh my. <laughs> I loved even in this episode though where it was like she came and sat down next to Tinsley and like presumably her and Tinsley have only been friends for like you know a few months before this presumably to do with the show but the fact that like she was getting screamed at by this random woman and like that Leah came in and was just like why are you talking like this like what is wrong with you like not no didn't give a shit about the situation what was happening it was just like stop like <laughs> she was almost like regardless of context like yeah <laughs> like, I don't care who's in the wrong here just why are you speaking like this <laughs> so post boxing match uh, yeah. which was uh, you know I get that they have to like do an activity to like interest yeah. the girl sort of skipping around her <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny I guess oh, it was um, I quite liked when she literally like ran off and like squeezed through there. Yeah. I don't even know what they're called, but I was like, yeah, the ropes. Exactly like the same. The ropes. You can tell I us really know. down with a boxing lingo. We <laughs> need to do some research. I, think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just do you know what I love about the housewives? You learn about all these like weird boutique fitness trends as well. Oh my god, yes. It was like in the like a few seasons ago when Carol was doing that one that was like a prison workout or something. Oh my god, that was so tone deaf. I was mean, it? I the fact that it was run by an ex-con, I was yeah. like, there. Yeah. It was also just like that is wild. It was just so bizarre. You could tell that it like obviously they'd made them all do that workout thing. And you could just tell that nothing was gelling at all. And it was just such a bizarre scene or collection of scenes. But we do <laughs> just we do have and this is not boutique fitness but I I just want to know if you've heard of this I think it was founded in Durham which is um for those of us who aren't from the northeast of England who might be listening a town about 10 minutes away from where we live um and there's there's a gym and it's founded by this guy and it's called skinny pigs and it's oh my god yes oh yes I have heard of them like what what are your thoughts on that I mean I can't even articulate thoughts on that. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, it's just... just wild. I just think all these kind of like weird, they're always guy led as well. And it's just all very, yeah, like tone deaf and very weird and sort of feels quite uncomfortable. 
I think I'm going to found a competitor business and I'm just going to call it Fat Hogs. <laughs> and I'm going to just, just going to get fat guys in and just get oh them training. Oh, God, please do. That would be so perfect. I think that's only fair. It is. I mean, it's 2020, you know. In the sense of equality, I think it's only right that you do that. And I do think, I, I also want to incorporate like the boxing gym and element of like dinner theatre. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm actually talking to this guy at the minute on Tinder who who used to work at a vampire cabaret restaurant. Stop it. I know. How amazing is that? I literally just don't understand where you find these people. You are <laughs> truly phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but you know I respect a man that's going to get dressed up, wear smile oh, yeah. and you know perform for the people commit to a theme you know he's going to commit to anything that you ever do he is going to be in 100 <laughs> percent so acting singing you know sing me up oh, no <laughs> i digress oh god um we then go to dorinda and john who are still going strong apparently um dorinda's broken a rib how long have dorinda and john been together now i don't know it's been how long has she been on the series? Four years, maybe? No, longer than that. Longer than that? I think. Yeah? I don't know. They, they've been together quite a long time. It's been a long time. I would sort of hazard a guess it's somewhere between, like, six to ten years. Yeah, maybe it's six or seven years sounds yeah. about Um, I don't know if this is just, like, corona times really getting to me but um is John looking like pretty good yeah no I thought this too so I was being <laughs> ever so slightly like in the kindest way possible ever so slightly repulsed by John <laughs> right <laughs> oh I, I think we all were because like he was he was a bit of an arsehole at yeah he was but it's like he's always just seems like very like overbearing and like I don't like overbearing like over touchy involved like people it's just not my jam at all so like He's always so full on and like, I kind of like, like respected that Dorinda was always just like, no, no, you don't move in here. You don't do this. You stay in your lane. You stay over there. That yeah. kind of thing. Like I, I did respect that about their relationship, but it's quite interesting to see that she's sort of folded on that a little bit when she obviously broke a rib. Yeah. She's letting him in a bit. I don't, I felt like he had a minor glow up. Like, yeah, he did. He looked less sweaty. Yeah, sort of industrially buffed with some translucent yeah. water. And I was like, do you know what, John? Like, good for you. I thought I'd read something that they'd broken up. I, yeah, that rings a bell. Doesn't it? So, because, yeah, I was like, thought it was going to be like pre-season. But then obviously they were still together in this episode. So I was like, oh, I definitely feel like I read somewhere that they'd separated. I feel like they've had a few moments of being like on and off. Yeah, maybe it's just one of them then. Because I do actually weirdly like them together. Yeah, I, I do. Like you say, I do really respect that they kind of... I, I think it's sad for him in a way because I do actually think that he really loves her. And I think he I would like to be let in. But I think for Dorinda, like obviously the heartbreak of Richard, like is still so prevalent. Yeah, you can tell it's still really, really strong in her in a way that it never was with like Carol and that kind of thing. Like obviously they bonded over both losing it, but you can tell for Dorinda it's still very much something that still gets to it like to this day. Yeah, whereas Carol has been able to sort of move on in some respects. Yeah. yeah, I always feel like Dorinda's almost like comparing lives. 
and I'm sure she's even said before she was like it's like I had like one life with Richard and one life now mm. and it's kind of weird you can always tell that she kind of doesn't really she feels like she should still be in the the past one rather than now but I yeah. do feel like John would just like to be let in a bit I feel like John's the kind of guy where he just he just wants a bit of a cuddle he just wants you to feed him occasionally yeah and I actually feel like he would cook for you I feel yeah. like mate he's gonna do your dry cleaning oh my god the amount of money that I spend on dry cleaning can you imagine just a hand just like that like and like imagine you spill something straight away he's oh. gonna know like what do we treat the stain yeah, with? What do we put it with like how do we soak it out how do we get this clean I mean I don't think I've ever met a man that doesn't just put all of their clothes in the wash oh. or setting and then just dry it oh louise in our household now we have to do oh. greg greg does his own washing now and i do mine because i refuse to let him touch mine and also so, i go and wash his it's so funny i had the <laughs> same rule with my ex i was <laughs> okay you wrecked oh what did he destroy it was like a cavalli dress or something <gasps> no. See, i had bought everything like really cheap you know me yeah. But I'm like, that's not the point. It's a wash. No, it's still a valuable item. And I was just like, how would you feel if I just like, I don't know, threw your PlayStation across the room? And he was like, well, that's not a fair <laughs> And I was like, well, yeah, it is. Because it's about treating other people's stuff with some respect. Exactly. Exactly. But no, we, we very much have that rule. If Greg knew how it was fucking like, get, get little stains out and have everything perfectly pressed. Oh, God. I, I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. Absolutely. I think it's it's a lost trait in a man. It should be up there with like being able to cook really well. <laughs> I this uh, sorry, this reminds me of another Tinder bio that I, I found the other day, which was a guy whose whose front picture was him just driving a Porsche. <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> like no, a tiny archway, you know, where you're like oh. <laughs> And then it was, um, I know how to treat a woman with shivery. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, it's true, no. shivery is dead. Oh, God. Oh. I just, oh. Honestly, my brief, brief foray into, twi- into Tinder a few years ago was just enough to scar me forever. You're well out of the woods. I'm going to send oh. you something on WhatsApp later. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm just living vicariously through you now. Like, it's. Everything <laughs> <laughs> brings me life on a day to day basis. It's my favourite thing. Do and you I... think that Dorinda is an alcoholic? I. Oh, I sort of. I'm always really worried and wary of like saying yes or no. But I do think she's very much on the. should we say the spectrum of it yeah I I think it's that thing of like not necessarily like drinking to get through the day but like when you kind of binge yeah I don't think it's the kind of like waking up at 9am going like I need a glass of wine I'm gonna stay outside like a shop until it opens and I can buy wine like I don't think it's that kind of like dependency on it but I also think she's one of these people where it's like she has one and that's just it there's no sort of moderation there's no kind of like oh I've maybe gone a bit too far or had a bit too much better slow it down it's like all in or nothing yeah it's a bit like uni mentality isn't it like go big yeah always and always to the point where like you're not really going to feel good about yourself the next day or like you're going to kind of ruin your own night yeah where you just become this like mess that's like a catastrophe for everyone around you and you just become like a liability and people have to look after you 
and then every morning you wake up and you go like oh fuck who've I pissed off now like yeah it's quite it's quite sad it is and it's one of those weird things where it's like I have such a love hate thing with Dorinda like I feel like sometimes she can be so soft and so warm and so lovely and I'm kind of like oh you have such a good heart and then she like flips like that and does something and I'm just like god you're a monster yeah I really don't I, do you know what I'm not a big fan mm. and that's a very like unpopular opinion but yeah. I see some real nastiness in her and part of me is like I get that you've gone through a lot but yeah. but so yeah. a lot of people exactly yeah. and uh, I think a lot of what she does it comes from like this very like vicious place yeah she says and does things deliberately to with the intention of like really really hurting somebody whereas I think a lot of the women just either speak without thinking or they kind of just have a bit of a screaming match about nothing really but I always feel like she goes right for the jugular it's like from the off oh 100% like Sonia you can just tell she's got no filter she's like foot in mouth yeah just lives on a different planet and Luann is genuinely like what what why are you offended you know like offensive I said it and it's classy so it's fine exactly exactly whereas Dorinda like you say she knows how to push people's buttons and she'll just go straight to that and there's some real like darkness behind that and I think it's awful because I think because she has this way of like she manages to get everybody to open up to her about very personal things I feel but then I also feel like she then uses that against them the second that they've done something that wrongs her, which I just think is awful. Mm. Like when she was like, um, oh, it was like two seasons ago, maybe. Um, when like they like played the clip of it, like when she went at Luan, it was just like, oh, well, at least I don't have like a mugshot in that sort of slurry, half uncomprehensive way that she did. Yeah. It's, it's just so like, oh, it just doesn't sit right with me at all. I used to love her when she first came on it. I was like, oh, I love her. Like, she's so normal and, like, cool and, like, mature. And then it's, like, she's just, like, rapidly unraveled. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's very strange. We then go to uh, Ramona and her motley crew. <laughs> <laughs> this part, can I just say, okay, um, I mean, drink order is longer than the Canterbury <laughs> Tales. <laughs> oh, God, honestly, I mean... for the first scene as well like her first scene back on the show new series new year she's put you know she's got a new apartment and she's officially over mario and all of this and her first scene is her just out of nowhere hysterics in the middle of a restaurant oh god (laughs) do you know what i i found this to be a very real moment yeah it was weird what I did notice is at the start of the scene, it was full daylight. And yeah. by the time she was crying, it it was fully like pitch black outside. So we assume that there were some cocktails consumed in between. That was a good catch, actually. I missed that. That is a good, a very good point. There was definitely a lot happened. There, there was time elapsed that we didn't necessarily get the sense of. Yeah. But I did, oh, there was just like that emptiness in her and like... Ramona, like Bethany, I think she doesn't hinge her happiness on other people. No, she's very much like, do it yourself, go get it yourself. Yeah, and so I think when she said this, I was like, oh, you know, I, I really felt for her because it felt like, you know, I've got my daughter, I've got my flat, you know, I'm, I'm successful, I'm this, I'm that, but this is like now the missing piece that I need. And yeah. I, I thought it was a very um, kind of emotional moment. I did as well. And I think it's that thing of like, again, kind of like with Bethany in like really, really early series and stuff like that. And the similar thing where she was like, oh, it's like something that she can't control. 
Yeah. Like, you can control her business. She can control how much money she makes. She can, you know, to some extent, like, control, like, her friendships and that sort of control thing. Control the fact that she literally ages backwards. Yeah. Same. <laughs> literally, yes. But she can't control making somebody, like, fall in love with her and want to spend time with her. And you could see it's almost that sort of, like, frustration and sadness of, like, oh, I can't actually, this is one thing that I can't make happen. And she plays, the, she plays the, like, playful, like, milfy role where, you know, there are always these men and, oh she's going for drinks and she has a date after this and she's yeah. going for dinner. But I think that that facade really crumbled. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And it was one of those really very, very rare moments with Ramona where she was actually very real and very vulnerable and she wasn't just saying things because she thinks that's what she should be saying. Like, you always get this sense when she's, like, talking about her dates and stuff. She's like, yeah, this is, like, who I should be. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm 60, but I'm, you know, I look amazing. And, like, I've got this incredible life and everything's wonderful. And you could tell in that moment she was just like, yeah, but this is just a bit shit. Like, Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, like, <laughs> just her friends, they just they just kill me. I mean, <laughs> how I aspire to be one of these women having sales at, like, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday somewhere on the Upper East Side <laughs> with eyes that are so taut (laughs) (laughs) oh god everybody just looked so like somehow so vacant despite saying fairly nice you know fairly supportive nice things but everything in their face was so unmoving and stationary and it was just the most bizarre thing to watch their their eyelashes look like they're genuinely like heavy to hold up <laughs> like when you go out in the wind and they kind of catch the wind the worst I hate that and you feel like your whole eyelids just peel off <laughs> float down the street <laughs> truly the worst feeling in the world it's like your eyes can't shut anymore <laughs> oh or the worst one is where you get like a bit of glue from the top stuck on one of the bottom lashes oh my god and you get that weird like the middle of your eye is glued together, but the sides are open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me cringe just thinking about it. I can't, I can't. I'm actually, I obviously haven't worn lashes in like three weeks and I'm starting to get withdrawal symptoms. I might just put some on just to... I think you should, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go to Leah with her daughter. Um, Leah's daughter for me is a shoe in for like the next Hadid. Yes. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. I can so see that happening. Like, just gorgeous, you know, yeah. you can tell that she's just going to get, like, model features. Yeah, she's got, like, model, like, like height, and you can just tell she's got all, like, the sort of, like, perfect proportions that, like, the newest supermodels are going to have. Having said that, I feel like she'll be raised far too balanced to go down yeah. the route. Like, you can tell she's actually going to do something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean look I have nothing but respect for models like I actually think it's a very hard job oh it is it's so hard but I can see this girl like not wanting to put herself in a place of like potential eating disorders and coke addiction no and I think you're far too much of like a no bullshit parent for that as well yeah I really loved that she was talking about like how she's really good friends with her ex yeah it's really healthy it is it's really nice and I think that's like such a lovely environment for a child to be raised in and the thing is 
the stupid thing is she's going to get loads of shit for like swearing around her daughter. Yeah. The damage that that does is absolutely nothing compared to growing up with parents that are stuck in some kind of like dodgy, loveless, shitty marriage. Do yeah. You know? like, like the toxic back and forth. Because I mean, technically like, yeah, okay. So she might know the word fuck by the time she's 12 years old. But she also knows that it's like, sometimes relationships don't work, but you can have like a healthy way of getting out of them. And you can have, you know, respectful, mutual friendships with them. And, you know, you don't have to settle for something if you don't want it, but you don't have to be an asshole about it either. Like, she's learned far greater, like, good lessons. Oh, than, yeah. Than by far. But yeah, I thought that as well. When it was like when, like, the way Lily, I was talking to her, I was like, there are going to be so many people who were like, oh my God, she's like swearing in front of her baby. And it's like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, or like, I okay, I kind of, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm best friends with my daughter, like, sometimes I'm like, come on, you know? Yeah, like, it's like that overbearing, cringy, like, kind of like how Ramona was like, oh my God, like, Avery <laughs> loves in that way. And you could tell, like, Avery's in the background, like, trying to, like, hold <laughs> into herself. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a Tinsley and just like. <laughs> Just run away. <laughs> Just like squeeze out the nearest gal. <laughs> but um yeah, I I I kind of felt like this was more like we're just very open with each other and like yeah like a very honest difficult conversations and stuff yeah. so I I got a really I again like I like her even more I got a good vibe um well and then the other thing that I thought is <laughs> at the end where she's like love you um uh, such an American thing to like tell your parents that you love them or vice versa don't you think oh see that's weird I do that quite a bit with my parents like we usually just want to like, hang up the phone or whatever oh really yeah no I don't know maybe it's because like my family is very like emotionally constipated <laughs> um I'll be like lots of love or like love Lou if I'm like signing off an email yeah but my dad once told me that he loved me over the phone and I panicked so much that I hung up on him. <laughs> I was like, uh. Oh, no, no. I wasn't expecting it. And the email would be like, sorry. Uh, I, I do love you, but. <laughs> you, you got cut off. <laughs> oh, my God. But he's German. I'm half German. I, it must be that side. Because yeah. I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, you just go for a coffee with your mum and you're, like, declaring your love for her. Like, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, like, sat in public doing it. It's very much a kind of, like, if I'm, like, hanging up the phone, I'd be like, right, love you, bye. Yeah, like, yeah, like, keep it on, like, keep it private. Yeah, like, like, not, I wouldn't just be sat in, like, a restaurant with my mum and be like, I just love you so much. No, like, I don't even do that with Greg. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's like, do you need to kind of reiterate this all yeah. the time? Like, it's just very unnecessary. <laughs> I also love that as she was hugging her and she's like, Oh, I love you. Um, Kiki was reaching for the drink behind her. <laughs> I don't know if you She like yeah. went to reach for the drunk uh, the drink and she gave her a hug and Kiki was just like, Oh, just I'm still going for the, the cup. <laughs> Kiki doesn't give a fuck. No, you can tell. I love the like pep talk that she gave her as well, where she was just like, Oh, people are probably gonna try and like, you know, they'll be like bitchy and mean. And she was just like, Oh, they're just annoying. And I was like, Yes. What an attitude to have when you're 12. Queen. I love that. I love that. When I was 12, I was still so utterly transfixed by what everyone else thought about me. Oh, absolutely. I was like that until about four years ago. 
<laughs> I, I think from about 16, 17, I like shed that off a bit and I was yeah. able to move forward. But um, this girl's got it figured out. Like she's just on another plane of consciousness. Yes. You can tell she's got such like mature like thoughts in her head. And not yeah. in that kind of like creepy preco- precocious way that some kids do where you're kind of like, why are you talking like an adult? Oh, like Stassi's little brother. Yeah. Oh my God. He is just the, the strangest child. Like <laughs> his name Nikolai. Nikolai. <laughs> like when he was like giving him advice about Jacks all those years ago, and I was just like, this is weird. It's so weird. It's very yeah. odd. <laughs> yeah, but- yeah. So she, she's not like that, which is nice, and it's refreshing to see a child that's like got their head screwed on without being creepy with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, Edwardian ghost child kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah. to Sonia and Ramona in Sonia's flat. I just love the way that they just spliced it in with the dogs humping. It, it nearly tipped me over the edge, to be honest. <laughs> it was so to my fantasy. <laughs> oh, God, it killed me. I love that when they walked in as well, they're just like didn't your dog die and it was like oh my god <laughs> it was just such a them conversation like there's something that Ramona and Sonia have where it's like they're so genuine with each other and like I just kind of wish that everybody else especially when it comes to Ramona like I wish that she could deal with everybody else the way she does with Sonia and that everybody could deal with her the way that Sonia does yeah she's she's so soft around Sonia you can tell that she loves Sonia like in spite of herself yeah like you can tell she almost wants to be like cutting her down a little bit and you know having these slide digs and she literally just can't bring herself to do it but you can't because there is there's no ounce of pretension yeah so like there's no point in even trying to like shame her or make her feel like weird or less than because it, it would just be water off a duck's back exactly like Sonia just doesn't understand the emotion of shame like it just doesn't register in her it has never registered on her moral compass not at all I mean obviously Dorinda had a crack at it with those slippers with the family crest on which was just the most bizarre argument from like I think it was the same time around the the Morgan letters incident <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say Morgan letters, I have to do the hand gesture. (laughs) We need a visual. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, But, yeah, it's like even when, like, Dorinda tried with that, and you could tell, like, it really hurt Sonia, but Sonia's also one of those people where she's just like, well, it's fine, I'm happy. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and she's just kind of like, oh, let's just move on. Like, this is all just silly. She's really got the gift of just putting everything into perspective. Yeah, and I so admire that about her. Like, she's so, like, willing and able to just be like, well, it's what it is. Move on. Nothing's that important. Nobody's died. Nobody's done anything, like, that we can't come back from. And I think it's just lovely that she has such... I think she's another really good, like, balancer with everybody else. Because obviously everybody else goes, like, not to 100. And I think she's such a good, like sort of peacekeeper a little bit she's comic relief as well yeah she is and sometimes it's like very much needed like some of the other women can be funny but kind of by accident <laughs> yeah and like you say if it was just like the Luans and the Ramonas of the world like things could get kind of heavy yeah and they'd like, get too like heavy. too serious too quickly whereas I think Sonia is just such like a little ray of sunshine <laughs> 
we're, we're just fully on the Sonia. We really are, aren't we? We are like Sonia number one, number one fan club. So then Dorinda's putting on this party for end of summer. Did I understand that right? Yeah, I think so. It was a very, very tenuous reason for a party. It it was yeah clearly yeah, like the producers were like we need to put everybody in a room together. <laughs> yeah, clutching at some straws. Yeah. Um, and then we go to like the sassy British makeup artist who looks like such an Essex boy. Doesn't he? He so does. I mean, this is what straight men in the Northeast look like. <laughs> I don't think he's straight. I know, I know, but it's it's slim pickings around here. Just the, you... the muscles, the like t-shirt, like straining over the Yeah, it's like far too tight. Pigeon chest. Highlights, eyebrows. Better than mine, quite frankly, which is just offensive. I know, like, so plucked. Um, you know, this is essentially a Spice Boy transplanted to New York. Exactly. Who has somehow landed on his feet as makeup artist to random housewives. He's he's getting close to the housewives. He is. I mean, but living the dream, really. More fool me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not living my best life. No, that should have been your niche, Lou. That's where you went wrong. Me, I mean, if this guy is the stylist, because I'm going to ask you about this look as well. <laughs> picked out that look for Dorinda, I fully feel that I could be a better stylist. You 100% could. Like, no, all jokes aside, all, you know, everything aside, what was that? I, okay, I think her makeup looked great. I yeah, actually love her hair. Favorite. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, not a brassy undertone in sight. Yeah, it was a lovely shade. A lovely shade. She was radiant, tanned. You could tell she was feeling herself in it as well. Yeah, yeah, like which I think comes across quite like well. Dorinda, like she always has a very kind of consistent like look for herself. Yeah, like, she's got like a very sort of like typical aesthetic that's hers. Yeah, some housewives, like, play around with the identity and they like to mix things up. Yeah. Dorinda's very kind of, you know, she's got her kind of general hairstyle and, like, she might be a bit outlandish on a costume, but... Yeah. But, no, I think she generally sort of... She sticks with with what she knows and what she's comfortable with, so it's kind of nice seeing her, like, branch out a little bit but still stay true to, like, her, like, personal brand, if you like. 100%. Um, but I hated her outfit. I mean, it was like sequined with like dribbly like blue bits. And then I think she was wearing like white leggings with it. Or like yeah, it was, dresses. I couldn't really, I think there was so much going on that I can't even like pinpoint the bit that was the worst or like what made it so offensive. But I feel like even the pieces on the own would have been terrible. Yeah, I just, I really can't stand expensive clothes that look super cheap. No, I can't either. I think it's just so lazy and like just pointless. Like if you want to spend that much money on clothes, they should look expensive. They should look well made and beautifully crafted and not like you could just buy them in like a primer. Do you know what I would have put her in, which is like adjacent to the outfit? Mm-hmm. I would just put her in a similar like double breasted blazer. Mm-hmm. With some tailored, like, straight leg trousers, some great heels. But I'd just do the the blazer and the trousers in, like, yeah. lovely, like, cream, but yes. simple fabric. Oh, that would have been so lovely. So, like, simple, get rid like, of blue, get rid of the sequin, and just a beautiful tailored suit. Yeah, in, like, a proper, like, luxurious fabric. Or you could have even gone, like, a little bit crazy with the fabric. You know, maybe done, like, a satin or something like that. But 
they're just yeah, something that wasn't like textured like I think it was yeah. the texture that really bugged me because you could yeah. tell like sequins were starting to hang off or like if you like move past someone a few of them would like go in the wrong direction which really annoys me <laughs> no and it was like you could tell it was like sort of like unraveling as the night went on <laughs> like it just like every every scene was just slightly more disheveled it, it was a metaphor yeah Actually, this is really clever <laughs> Maybe the whole thing was intentional. Maybe it was a conceptual look. Maybe we just missed that entirely. Maybe we're not giving... I think the makeup artist's name is Luke, and I think we're right. maybe not giving Luke the <laughs> credit that he deserves. <laughs> he clearly went very meta with this and went a whole, whole other level. <laughs> meta. And then, uh, sorry, but at one point, Luann says that she's Lou and improved. Oh. And I was like, that's a T-shirt concept that could work. Oh, that is going to be on a print. It's going to be on a T-shirt. She's going to have to yeah, do it. Be it to it. Copyright that shit. <laughs> so um, then Leah's at the party. She's like introducing herself to people. And do you know what? For one split second, this is how like numb my brain is after three weeks of quarantine. When Leah's like, yeah, I was born in Chelsea. I was like, Chelsea, England? <laughs> Chelsea, London? You <laughs> like it darling me as a Chelsea girl <laughs> I also loved in that conversation though that um they couldn't seem to fathom that she was actually just born in Manhattan like it seems yeah. such a foreign concept to all of them that somebody might have actually just been born there what because isn't Luan like half Native American and then yeah. from upstate I yeah. think and Dorinda's from the Berkshires I think yeah I was gonna say they all kind of have these like external outer city limit kind of upbringings and I think they just couldn't wrap their head around the fact that there was like genuinely like somebody that was a child living in Chelsea and then like a teenager in Chelsea and then also still lives in Chelsea like <laughs> I don't actually know where Chelsea is in New York I've never heard of it before it's like downtown so it's like used to be like quite a popular um like the gay area right okay like when obviously everything was like in the 80s and stuff so like um pig triangle yeah, basically. <laughs> but it's really cool. It's really quirky. It's like a really nice area. It's just above like Soho kind of way. All right. Okay. But it's it's a really nice place. But it's very Leah. I can so see how she is. The way that she is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then they start bonding over their ex convictions. Oh my god! Then they were like, "Oh, oh, I assaulted a police officer." Oh, so did I. And I was like, "This is just the weirdest conversation." <laughs> but I love that she started her money with a business that she won. Yeah, so I think that was such such an amazing thing. And like, I think considering like it sounds awful when you, like she says like, "Oh, I assaulted a police officer," but when you actually hear the story, and it's like it wasn't really like you know she threw a water bottle at him. And then yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, part of the story didn't quite add up to me where she was like, I was just making out with this guy. And then next yeah. policemen are beating him up. I was like, <laughs> I feel like there's something else that's gone. Yeah, something happened in the middle of that where you skipped over it. <laughs> but then I'm also like, fair enough for like the, uh, what do they call it? Inappropriate use of force or whatever. Like, yeah. you get your money. Like, I'm sure that's they wouldn't true. have granted you those damages if you didn't have a point. So Yeah, exactly. Considering it said like they knocked her teeth out and everything. I feel like it's good that she got that justice. I would love to get my teeth knocked out and get veneers. <laughs> I, I think about this a lot I would like to have an accident break my nose and be like oh no rhinoplasty but it's not my yeah. 
and then I would like to get my teeth knocked out and like nose that you want and be like this this is what it looked like before just make it look like this again (laughs) yeah that's my plan I'm gonna have to take up skiing because like I don't I don't do sports as a general rule but I don't know how I could like orchestrate this double sort of feature could make it make it believable I think you could pull it off I think so I think if I had enough like hot toddy before getting on the slopes (laughs) also I have this accent it's kind of ridiculous that I've never been skiing it is I mean I find that shocking I've even been to Aspen but like just to go and look around (laughs) Aspen no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I was, I was in Colorado with my parents, and we like we went up, and I remember like, oh my god, the the shops were just amazing. Yeah, it just stinks of money. Yeah, I can imagine. I've been, I've only been skiing twice. It was like once in. Fr- they were both like school trips, though. <laughs> like, and people always make so much fun of me because like I went to obviously a private school as well. And they were just like, oh, where'd you go skiing? It's like, oh, well, they took us to like to Vermont. And then we spent like five days in New York. And that was the first time I went. And people were like, your school trip took you on a trip to New York. I'm like, yeah, is that not normal? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be fair, for our school trip, our like final school trip, we had some pretty cool options. We had like Morocco, um, Cyprus. And then I remember there was like a group of five of us and then this girl in our class who we were like friends with, but not like super close with, she didn't have anyone to go in a group with her. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, come with us. But then that made us a group of six. So then we were quite a big group and you had to like put your options in order of preference. So um, because we were six people, we ended up getting like our fifth option, which was Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> So when we got like our letter back being like, okay, you've been allocated this trip. The girl that we had like invited to come with us was like, oh, I don't want to go to Scandinavia. I want to go to Morocco. <laughs> like changed. No. And then we were stuck on like the shit trip. No. Oh, that's terrible. But oh, it's actually really fun. We ended up going with, because I went to like a European school. So we had like all these different language sections and uh, <laughs> we ended up, it was basically just like the English girls the French guys and like some French girls who like really (laughs) weren't big fans of us (laughs) we were we were like the party people kind of like yeah we were kind of the slightly slutty party people (laughs) I think in our school if I'm honest with myself about like our reputation as like a language section um so we just ended up like bonding with the French guys so it, it was kind of fun that sounds amazing though it was that. quite good and I remember like we had to leave on a coach because it was all by bus as well so we went yeah. to like Copenhagen we went to Gothenburg like it, it was That's incredible to be fair mate I I really like Scandinavia like it was freaking cold but you know what are you gonna do exactly. <laughs> so we had to get a coach from the school car park and it was at like 5am that we were leaving so my dad was like well why don't you just go to the clubs and then I come and pick you up and I take you straight to school so we actually went on a night out and then oh. we like left the nightclub at like half four in the morning dad picked us up we had our like luggage in the car and we literally just got straight on the bus and then we were hung over and we just slept for 10 hours that is incredible absolutely incredible I think your dad is my new favorite person he's amazing it was his 70th birthday yesterday and I wasn't oh. able to be there which was really sad oh, it's sad as long as he's like safe and well like that's exactly. all that anyway sorry I digress no <laughs> um, I looked up 
married to the mob. They don't actually have that many followers on Instagram. No, I thought that was quite strange as well. Because like, like, I didn't say so a lot of, like wholesale kind of retail stuff going, but I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, because she's been announced as the new housewife for a while as well. Yeah, I would have thought quite a few people would have gone and sort of followed her and seen what she did and stuff, but yeah, because well, yeah, I did the same thing just because curious, like what kind of stuff they made. I imagine it would be very sort of like streetwear kind of focus, which obviously it sort of is. What What do you think about it, just like as a brand? I think it's obviously got a very, very clear, like, branding point of view. Like, I think it's actually, it seems to suit her quite well, but it's not really my thing. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. I I, I think it's, like, pretty cool, but yeah. I'd look so stupid if I wore <laughs> <laughs> I do not have nearly enough personality to pull that off. <laughs> my attitude is <laughs> not at the level it needs to be at. <laughs> Uh, oh my god I love those flashbacks to her like modeling the early collection I was like this woman has always been stunning and will always be stunning she's gonna be one of those like women who's gonna be 90 years old and flawless I have such a crush on her I know I think I do too I think I love her she's amazing (laughs) so then we get into Dorinda confronting Tinsley about being transparent this whole argument was just I just mean, I, I don't even have words. <laughs> but this is the thing. It was ridiculous. But I, I understand where Dorinda's coming from. I like, well. I find Tinsley to be so one dimensional. Yeah. And I think that's what bugs Dorinda as well. I think it is. And I think it's because she almost like she can't believe that somebody can genuinely be that like one dimensional. That she's like there must be something more to you and therefore there must be something that you're intentionally keeping from us. Yeah. Whilst I think I also agree that I think Tinsley isn't intentionally hiding anything, but I also just think that there isn't that much for her to also divulge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I just think she doesn't have a particularly interesting backstory. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, the money that she has is kind of like, one of her characteristics which I think is never good like when what you have is so intrinsically linked to like who you are your lifestyle and who you are as a person like oh my god think think about if money was no object all of the stuff that you would do just day to day your life with it would be like there would not be enough time in the day to like visit all the places I wanted to visit and travel to all these things and you know all this kind of thing and yet she just seems to be quite content just in her hotel room yeah I feel like I would be writing like you said traveling I'd be like I'd just be like oh I like clothes so I'm just gonna set up a fashion brand and I don't really care sell anything but you know I'm just gonna I just want the joy of designing something or try being creative at this or try that and it's like there's so much stuff you like that kind of money like affords you like in terms of opportunity and you don't have to worry about whether it's successful or not. You can just have fun doing it. I honestly feel like if I had loads of money and I didn't have to work, I would be the most interesting person on the planet. Oh my God, same. No, I literally think about this at least once a day. Like... <laughs> um, right, she she shops, she's got her dogs. She's like, oh, I went to China to get some dogs. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, no, no, like I went to China to visit the culture and learn how to cook the food and like, <laughs> the dogs <laughs> no I, w- I went to get a few dogs that I've already put in like little gingham pink dresses and called it a day 
yeah I just I I Dorinda's being messy obviously but again I I empathize with her because Tinsley is just I think Dorinda has like a really valid point I just think Dorinda's delivery of things is so off base that it sort of like ruins the point that she's making yeah she's kind of counterproductive yeah like at, at the start I was like I do get it like I get what you're saying like fully understand and then when she just kind of went into that weird like screaming that it was time for kindergarten <laughs> and I was just like what happened <laughs> yeah and then when she's like oh I never laid on my back for my money and I'm kind of like well didn't you get all of your money from your ex-husband yeah, exactly. like wasn't he a hedge fund manager like yeah. I'm sorry late husband but I was yeah, kind of like, like he paid for her lifestyle presumably yeah did she have a cashmere brand or something I think so yeah I think she had something but I don't think that would have afforded her no quite the level of wealth that she's got not at all I mean I do agree with her when she says you bore me (laughs) (laughs) I was like yeah I felt that on like such a spiritual level I loved as well, like, just as an aside, Leah's testimonial about William. Like, she totally sees through the, like, hot guy bullshit. <laughs> I love that. She's like, uh, that's my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it was just like, we've all been there, though. Like, that has happened to every woman ever. Honestly, I think that men who are, like, too good looking are worse in bed. They are because they've never had to try. They just get to be there and that's fine. Like, they don't have anything to prove. They've gone yeah. like, lives with people like going out of their way for them. Yeah, yeah, and like bending over backwards to like be the ones like, oh, well, they're so hot. Like I want to make sure like they have like the best time ever because they're so hot and stuff. When realistically they do nothing and they no. just lie there. And it's very sad for everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I you want to go for the kooky ones you yeah. want to go for the ones that have something about them yeah it's a little bit quiet a little bit weird it's where it's at oh, fully on board for the slide <laughs> fully on board for that. <laughs> but yeah I just loved how she was just like basically insulting him to his face I was I like sometimes people do just need to be reminded like being good looking is not the be all and end all yeah like being good looking isn't a personality trait like yeah, and, like, we could all agree, William, yes, like, yeah, but just, like, understand that that doesn't elevate you to anywhere that you don't need to be. Exactly, and I loved her for doing it, like, in front of Sonia as well, because I feel like Sonia sometimes needs reminding that, like, she's too good for a lot of the people that she chases around. Yeah, but, you know, Sonia's just, like, I want to get laid. Yeah, to be fair, that is. Sonia's not according any more importance to this than she needs to, you know, she's, like, well yeah he's young and he's probably stupid but like I don't want to go home by myself (laughs) I love that like blatant honesty as well of just like there's nothing more to this than I just want to have sex with you tonight that is it and also I feel like Sonia could could teach people some stuff like Sonia would be doing him a service yeah she'd be doing him a huge favor for the rest of his life quite frankly yeah, I, I really... So, final thoughts on the whole Dorinda confronting Tinsley? So, I feel like... I just don't understand how it went from, oh, I think it'd be really nice for us to go and have, like, a drink somewhere. Now's not the time. We'll go have a conversation. Just suddenly they were, like, screaming at each other across the table of people. Like, all the intentions were there. And it just... It was like they, neither of them could help themselves. How do you think it's going to play out? I think it's going to be one of those things that goes on through the whole season. 
Yeah, like an undercurrent. Yeah, I think it won't be like constant blow ups like that, but I think it'll be like sniping at each other. And I think it'll be when, the, you know, what? like how every season pretty much the group starts to sort of separate into two teams almost. Oh, yeah. You'll get like the one person who's like floating between, but then it gets to the reunion and everybody like has their sofa that they're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Do you have any thoughts about who's going to be which team of people? Well, I think Sonia, as always, is going to be the mediator. Yeah, she's going to be the one that's flowing between. I feel like Luan and Dorinda, because they had such a falling out last season, mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, there, there was something very like authentic about their reconciliation. I thought so too, and I think it's actually going to make them, neither of them want to piss the other one off again. Yeah, I think as well, like... <sighs> I think Luan deep down knows that like Dorinda has an issue. Yeah. And I think perspective is probably a bit more sympathetic to it now. Yeah. Yeah. Having been through everything that she's been through. Um, So I think it's going to be possibly Dorinda Luan. And then I think obviously Leah's going to side with Tinsley. Yeah. And then I think Sonia's going to be in the middle and I can probably see, I I think Ramona's going to be with Dorinda and Luanne, actually. I think so as well. I, I did wonder whether she'd sort of float towards, like, um, Tinsley and that, just because she's obviously had a bit of, like, fraction with Dorinda and stuff before. But I think you're right. I think she is going to end up floating the other way. I think Ramona is such a, like, veteran of this show. And yes. I think she's, <laughs> like... <laughs> veteran makes her sound like 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like she's like the little D-Day men that they like wheel on. She's <laughs> just like so happy to be here after all these years. <laughs> she's just thrilled that she's still on the show. But I think I think obviously like Ramona's put everything out there. Like we saw her marriage unravel, you know, yeah. kind of seen her go through this whole like life journey. And I think for that reason, she's really not gonna sympathize with Tinsley, who wants to keep no. things wants to keep things hidden like that's not really part of the deal Um, and I also think that because Leah Leah's like super fun and everything but she does have that very kind of she's got an energy that is the opposite of the Upper East Side which I think will great with Ramona because she's a party girl but at the same time she's got her ideas about like politeness and society Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say she's got her kind of her ideas about like what's acceptable. I have a feeling yeah. that Mona's going to sort of maybe challenge like Leah's parenting style at some point, just like she did with Bethany. I can still see that um, happening. So I, I think those are going to be the two teams. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I think I definitely agree with that. I think Sonia might actually tend to sort of side a little bit more with um, Leah and Tinsley. I think just because her personality and Leah's, I think, are probably quite similar in that kind of, like, fun, don't give a shit kind of a way. And obviously, I feel like Sonia's, like, very protective of Tinsley mm-hmm. in that kind of, like, big sisterly way. But yeah. I think she'll always be the mediator. I don't think she's going to be particularly, like, siding one way or the other. But I think she'll probably spend more, like, screen time particularly with them, too. Yeah, because wasn't when we introduced to Tinsley, she actually lived with Sonia, didn't she? Yeah, so she'd like moved in with Sonia because Sonia and Tinsley's mom are friends or something. Oh my god, Tinsley's mom is. Oh, I mean, that's Oh my god, that's it. Queen. She's literally. She's the epitome of like the 
Upper East Side lady, isn't she? What I would have done to be born into that role. (laughs) I feel like she came out of the womb like 48 years old. (laughs) With like matching suit sets and lots of pearls. Oh yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So then we move to the preview for the rest of the season. You've got obviously the obligatory shot of Sonia getting like... (laughs) licked by a dog (laughs) this whole preview just brought me so much joy like I'm so genuinely excited for the rest of the season oh we've got a Mexico trip to look forward to oh god another trip Berkshire's is going to be involved Luann getting back on the wagon which you're like it was just that like defiant look when she grabbed that drink and everyone just went silent and you were like oh god I'm like dying to see like the context of that yeah like what at what point in the season does that come yeah is it early on is it right towards the end because I haven't heard anything like in the news and stuff in general about her you know like fucking up again or whatever no no so maybe it's not as bad as it seems maybe yeah I hope not anyway it's a slippery slope, but we're just going to see how it pans out. I was dying at, like, the panning shots over the cornfields and just the whales. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was such a perfect, like, embodiment of just this whole cast of women. It just reminded me of, like, an ITV2 murder drama. <laughs> where you have, like, the camera, like, panning across the moors and there's just this really, like, unsettling atmosphere. <laughs> And, like, a distant scream being heard. (laughs) I think it's just so them as well, though, isn't it? It's just, like, these fucking bitches lost in the middle of fields, screaming for no reason whatsoever. And then just very quickly then spliced in with, I I assume, Sonia, like, pissing in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, as soon as I saw that, I was like, it's going to be Sonia. Of course it's Sonia. Who else would it be? Public urination, (laughs) Sonia. Do you know what? I cannot wait to be in the Berkshires. Like this, this isolation is like being in the Berkshires because I feel like we're all kind of individually losing our minds a tiny bit with every day. Absolutely. Ingesting a bit more alcohol every day or like the time where we feel it's appropriate to be drinking alcohol is getting earlier and earlier. I mean, I was on like four o'clock. Was that acceptable for me? You've said one o'clock now. Oh no, that, that's only on a weekend. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. Weekdays I leave it till maybe four or five o'clock, but generally at the weekends it's like, oh, it's the afternoon. Oh, it's weekends free. are absolutely a free for all. I mean, I might start having Bucks Fizz with my breakfast soon, to be honest. I think that's an exceptional idea. <laughs> and um, did Luanne fuck the pirate? <laughs> <laughs> Luanne absolutely fucked the pirate. What a weird thing to have in her speech. Like, again, I need context. Like, where is she? Who is she announcing this to? It looks like some kind of very intense, like, conference as well. Like, a panel discussion about, like, the innovation economy or something. (laughs) I just, I I need the context to understand it, but I just thought it was so fucking glorious. Like, (laughs) I mean, it wasn't a cabaret. (laughs) And just that bit at the end, it was the most perfect, perfect editing. Well, I was just like... Anybody want some shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> anybody like shrimp? I 
I just want that as a tramp stamp. I want it on a tote bag. I'd like it as a wall art sticker. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, that's like really curly, like cursive font. It's like the live, laugh, love. <laughs> like live, laugh, love, but like, would anybody like a shrimp? shrimp. Live, laugh, that's like a shrimp. <laughs> oh, that needs to happen. It's so dumb. I'm so excited for this season. Me too. It's been so like such a relief that it's been just as good. I was like nervous with Bethany leaving because obviously she's such like a powerful like player in it all. But I think Leah's been a really good decision. Aside from the right at the beginning when they were doing the montage, I actually didn't miss Bethany this episode. No. And I think Leah's energy is re- like I feel like that's going to fill the gap. Yeah, I do as well. I think it's the perfect like replacement for her. I think she's a perfect new addition and it keeps that same like energy but like in a completely different way at the same time somehow yeah yeah so it, it's like different cool. enough to be like yeah. variety and something new in the mix but it's similar enough that it feels warm and familiar yeah. and cozy <laughs> you know absolutely I completely agree can't wait for next week I know I think it's gonna be a good week <laughs> so all right I'm